We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. after that inspiring victory last night and that historic performance from Jalen Brunson have their defense shredded by 144 points against a team that is without question a championship contender if they continue to play like this and stay healthy what an impressive offensive team these Clippers are as the next fall 144 to 122 a good old-fashioned NBA blowout Paul George 25 points, 7 assists. Jalen Brunson had 22 points after his 50-point performance. But Kawhi Leonard was the best player on the floor tonight. Hey there, everybody. And welcome to another edition of the KFS Post Game Show. No, I am not the the great Jonathan Macri. I'm your boy, GMAC. Instead, Andrew Claudio here filling in uh on this West Coast trip uh, as the Knicks go down 144 to 122 to the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, they call this a schedule loss as far as I'm concerned uh, in in the biz, but it doesn't make it any less frustrating for a lot of us. So let's just start right here. Let's take a, a, a gigantic step back and a deep breath. Inhale, exhale, then repeat. The Knicks are in the midst of a very tough stretch. They're on a, a West Western Conference road trip. They they really they were very lucky to win, not lucky to win last night, but I look at this game and throughout the fourth quarter when there was just like it was very clear they were not coming back to win this game. I had two thoughts. And the first as far as the big picture is concerned, it was like Damn, I, I wish they would have gotten that Utah game because then this one is less relevant. And then even more so, I'm very glad they got that Phoenix game because we'd be looking at three straight losses. So let, let's let's take a deep breath. The, the other teams that are contending for around the four or five spot tonight also lost tonight. Indiana got blown out without Halliburton. Um, Jalen Brunson is still him. That Clipper team is really starting to figure it out. Uh, that is a team that's won seven straight. And from talking to Chuck Mockler on the pregame pod uh, the other day, uh, Kawhi Leonard's playing at an MVP level. And it's funny, John and I, for those of you that aren't patrons, John and I just did our all-NBA teams on Patreon. And neither of us had Kawhi on any of our all-NBA teams. And that's looking very stupid at the moment because he completely took over this game midway through the second quarter 
and frustrated Julius Randle on both ends of the floor. I mean, it's a tough matchup for Julius to be guarding Kawhi, but like you put him on Paul George and give RJ that tough matchup. As far as this game is concerned, like it's tough to analyze a 22-point blowout where the other team shot, shot 56% from the field and 48% from three. But the Clippers have been doing that to everybody they've played lately. They've really figured it out since sending, James, sending Russell Westbrook to the bench. Um, but the two key moments, the Josh Hart ejection. Look, I didn't love his minutes when he was out there to begin with. I thought he got off to a very rocky start. But that's a very quick trigger by the official. I'm imagining Josh Hart said the magic words. Um, and then, of course, that 20 to 5 run at the end of the second quarter. The Knicks were up by four, 61 to 57. A couple turnovers lead to a couple of threes. Next thing you know, the Knicks are down 11 going into the half, and they just never recovered in the second half. That is also a very good Clipper team that they didn't recover against. Um, so I'm I'm trying to take it all in context. I'm not. It, it's a two and two week. Like shout out to the combination of Fred Katz, Benji, and Jeremy that won the week here at KFS and predictions. You would have loved to bank that Utah game again if if they had come out of this three and one, we'd be significantly less frustrated by this one. However. This is why last night was so important. This is why getting that game with Jalen Brunson's quote-unquote heroics, I'll call it that, make this somewhat more palatable. The one very big area of concern, and I'm going to pull it up, this is yet another game that the defense just was non-existent. And at a certain point, and I'm look, I'm personally just waiting for Taj Gibson to get in the right shape that Tibbs makes the, the, the switch, but I did not love the Sims minutes. Tibbs pulled him early in the first half and made Hartenstein play 20 straight minutes to end the first half. Um, it, it looked rough out there against Zubac. They are missing Mitchell Robinson. And you don't want to say that a team's defense completely falls off a cliff when they lose one player. But my goodness, the, the rim protection he was providing is just now not now no longer a factor. And I'm going through the box scores now. They gave up 144 to the Clippers tonight. They gave up 122 to to Phoenix uh, last night. And that was a Phoenix team that had 90, I believe it was 99 points going into the fourth quarter. Uh, they gave up 117 to Utah, who was one of the five worst teams in, on offense in the NBA coming into that game. They gave up 130 points to Toronto on, on Monday. Uh, you add the 133 to Boston, which, I mean, Mitch apparently was hurt in that game. And they go back a game further, the 146 to Milwaukee. Like, at a certain point, something's going to have to be fixed with this defense. And I have no I idea what the change is, what the adjustment is. I, I just have a lot of guys that are a step slow and you could blame it on the schedule if you'd like to. Some might even blame it on the scheme. Uh, this is this is entering a dangerous territory with this defense. And you can't expect Jalen Brunson to score 50 points every night or have all of your guys be on and shoot 50% from three. You're going to have to... The, the identity of this team that we came to love last year was them winning a lot of close games, a lot of, of hard-fought games and in the low hundreds. And that was the identity that it started on the defensive end and then it translated over to offense. And that's just not there at the moment. So 
As far as the worry is concerned, it's that they gave up 144 points. I recognize the team that they did it against is looking every bit like a championship contender at the moment. Like Paul George, I thought had a very quiet game throughout this 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 contest. I thought like there were there were moments where I just like forgot he was on the court. And then I looked up at the box store, box score. And it's 25, four and seven with two steals. And it's like, oh, so he had like an outstanding game. Like that's, that's their team at the moment. You want to know who had a quiet game? Future Hall of Famer, former MVP, James Harden, who had 10 and 12 tonight. Only took, only took six field goals. Um, that is a very good basketball team that the Knicks played against. And, um, when you lose, when you lose Josh Hart midway through the second quarter, who like they're, we've talked about it a lot. They're, their best lineup, as far as the the on off is concerned, is that four man group of quickly of of Josh Hart, Jalen Brunson, and Julius Randle. And when they lost the ability to go to that for the rest of the game midway through the second quarter, that's the moment I got nervous. And I'm not gonna say it's the reason they lost, but it it took away any hope that they were really gonna make a run in in the second half. So, um, hopefully this is this is just a, a again. The first first night in LA. Hopefully they don't party too much this weekend. Hopefully they're responsible and show up for the Laker game on Monday. The Lakers just lost to the Spurs. So that is hopefully a game that you can be competitive in and come back and, and give a better performance than they gave tonight. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Some individual performances to touch on because I'm tired of talking about the Clippers. I thought RJ Barrett had a very good game. Um 18 points on on 15 shots, but really it's the, the he he was on 18 for 12 for the longest time. Um, 18 four and five for RJ. I thought he uh, didn't force too much um, in, in this game. So as much as you can against a team with all these great wing defenders like uh, Kawhi Leonard and and Paul George, I thought he did well. Uh, Jalen Brunson got off to a tough start shooting the ball, but was still able to finish with 22 points on 17 shots, 22.7 rebounds, six assists. So he was looking to distribute, which you, you you do appreciate. But also, I mean, he's just when when he gets it going, you can see it's just it's tough to really stop him. Uh, Dante DiVincenzo got off to a great start, and you know this is this is the the one thing about the the rotation that I can quibble with sometimes is that like it's part of the rotation that ground that whoever the two guard is has to start the game plays six seven minutes or, or however long his his first stretch is and then doesn't come back until late in the second quarter and I get it every coach has the rotation that they stick to like literally every coach does this Frank Vogel last night you could argue that the reason that the Knicks were able to take the lead the way they were in the fourth quarter and they were never able to get back into it is he waited until the eight minute mark or the seven minute mark to bring Kevin Durant back in the game. And by then it was too late and Jalen Brunson came back with him. And uh, at that point, good night, Irene. Um, however, I was kind of looking after Josh Hart got, got hurt or got, excuse me, got ejected uh, for Dante DiVincenzo to get back in the game after starting the game four for four from three. Um, there's some, again, there's quibbles about the, the rotation I can go to. They don't lose because of that, but I thought DiVincenzo was trending toward a, a really, a, a better night than this, but obviously the last 12 or so minutes of the game didn't matter. So, but, uh, uh, 18 points on five of eight shooting all five, all eight of his attempts from three, he continues to show a really positive impact, uh, at least from the offensive end. Um, even though he was a minus 22 tonight, I thought he played a good game, all things considered. 
Julius Randle. So, um, Julius Randle had 22 points tonight, four rebounds, three assists, was eight of 17 from the field, made all six of his free throws, missed all three of his three point attempts. Um, I thought he was tasked with the impossible assignment um, of guarding Kawhi Leonard. I thought, I, I look, I'll just, I'll just skip ahead to betting and sweating. I took a Julius Randle under for um, my pick today, and it hit because I remembered the Clippers game last year. I remembered how much he tried to go one on one at Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Um, I don't know whether it was fatigue that set in that he just looked gassed by the middle of the third quarter. Honestly, his his points just kind of all came. Th- th- there's this eight point stretch that he had at the end of the third that makes his stat line look better than it actually was. I thought he played uh, a below uh, a below expected game for him, um, a subpar game, we'll call it. Uh, I I do think that that he was. He had two Hall of Fame wing defenders on him for a lot of the game that are able to guard him with size. Uh, and they just, they frustrated him th- throughout the, the game. So um, not what you want from Julius. Uh, he's been great lately, so it's tough for me to fully crucify him for this. But I had a feeling going into it that this might be what the game looks like. Um, as far as other performances are concerned, I mentioned Jericho Sims, Isaiah Hartenstein. Uh, 12 points, 10 rebounds, uh, three blocks. He actually had like a really great counting stats game. Um, I thought uh, I-, I thought he played a ton of minutes consecutively. I don't know how much of a thought that the critical thought that is. Um, he's, a, he's a backup power forward playing 30 minutes at the moment, which might expose him a bit as you play him more. It's, it's very much a Benji has talked about this a lot with some of our guys that we have a lot of great 22 to 25 minute players that when you play them 30 to 35 minutes, they get more exposed. Josh Hart is a guy I consider like that. He's a perfect 28 to 30 minute player. When you play him 35 to 40 is when he starts to get exposed. Um, like the, the exception of quickly, I think quickly could play 30 to 35 minutes and not expose anything, especially on nights. He has it going, but um, yeah, I, I think Hartenstein is is doing an amicable job. I I maintain that there is a a lineup change coming, and it's in the starting center position. Whether it's Taj subbing in for Sims or it's Hartenstein going to the starting center and then Taj being the backup center, uh, I have a funny feeling that's eventually going to come. So we'll see what happens. Um, quickly, only nineteen minutes tonight. Uh. I know that's a, a sore spot for a lot of people, it, myself included. Um, the last 12-ish minutes of this game didn't matter. Um, could quickly have played more in the first half, sure. Um, I personally like it when quickly plays with that Josh Hart lineup. I know he's good in just about any lineup, but um, this is something... And I, I thought about this, and I, you're never going to get an honest answer out of Tibbs, so we'll never know. But having all of these new pieces in the mix with, or really specifically one new piece in the mix, but this is their first year of Josh Hart at full time too. So to have all of these pieces that Tibbs is trying to find an equal amount of minute distribution, right? The fact that he knows what he has in quick, I wonder if that's why he's sticking to a, a rotation that spreads out 
quickly at the two. Now, I will say we got to see RJ at the four a little bit in that second quarter, and I liked those minutes. I don't think it's something he's going to stick to. Um, It's going to have to take him being comfortable with Grimes at the three or or honestly, or DiVincenzo at the three for quickly to get that extra four, six minutes that we're looking for. Um, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm at this point, I'm, I'm just resigned to the fact that this is a player that I enjoy watching that I think impacts winning in several ways that is unfortunately going to be on a different team in the, in the not too distant future. And while I thought he was good in his, his 19 minutes, I, I don't know how, much you could stand out in a game like this, but I that, that spark, there was a spark in the middle of the third quarter, toward the end of the third quarter, when he checked in where the Knicks cut a 22-point lead down to 13. And it was like an Emmanuel quickly layup, a, a, a steal that Jalen Brunt that quickly forced, and then Jalen Brunson turned uh in an assist into a Randall layup. Um like that they just they look better when he's on the court. Good things happen when he's on the court. So um yeah, I I wish there was a better solution. I wish I had the answer to it. I'm not able to generate the anger that some are able to have for it, but uh, only 19 minutes for Emmanuel quickly tonight. And then Quentin Grimes, I thought he played as good as he could have in the second unit. Again, eight points on eight shots is not what you want. Um, two of five from three is what you want, though. And I, it's almost weird that I'm I'm looking at Quentin Grimes' shot attempts more than his actual accuracy tonight. And it's like, great, you took you're comfortable enough taking eight shots. Granted, some of those shots happen in garbage time when you were playing with the with the bench. You were playing with the not the not just the whole bench, but like the very end of the bench. But um I I was happy to see Grimes walk away with with uh, like I'm, I'm looking at seven attempts a game for Grimes. That's where the the bar that I'm asking for get to seven attempts a game. And then that that I think will be a recipe for success for him. Um, all right. All in all, um, I think that that's really all my thoughts about this game. That that Clipper team. Uh, look, my contenders for the West at the moment. Like I'm saying this on a night that the Timberwolves uh, blew out the Pacers, and Carl Anthony Towns had 40, and Anthony Edwards had 37. Um, I think they're a contender for the West. I think this Clipper team we just watched is a contender. Um, I think the Nuggets will, of course, have to be considered contenders. OKC, I'm very curious when the Knicks play them, what we see in that team. It's a very young team that's playing above their expectations. Uh, I think you have to put the Lakers in that conversation. We'll see them on Monday. It's funny, like... I wasn't super impressed by Phoenix. I think they have two really great players and like Nurkic is playing well, but like it's very clear when the Knicks have played certain teams, what a contender has looked like and the, the, the class that the Knicks don't seem to belong in just yet. Right. And tonight it felt like that was a team that has Kawhi Leonard. And last night that team did have, I mean, granted, Jalen Brunson was unconscious in the second half, but like, I wasn't super impressed by Phoenix. I wasn't like the Knicks don't belong on the floor with this team. Um, so 
you know, we'll see what this Clipper team, um, how how much this continues. But they're they're now fifteen and ten and continuing to climb up the the Western Conference standings. Um, but uh, we're on to bigger and better things. We'll see the Lakers on Monday and hopefully bounce back in that one. Hey there, Knicks fans. Quick break to tell you about HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you'll get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. You know I like my stats, so I got some stats here for you. Good food is too precious to waste. HelloFresh's pre-proportioned ingredients cut down on your food waste by at least 23% compared to grocery shopping, which is good for your wallet and the planet. And if you're looking for more ways to save this spring, HelloFresh is cheaper than grocery shopping and 25% cheaper than takeout. 25%, that's a lot. I love HelloFresh. I love not only the taste of the meals, but I love the fact that I could have two kids literally hanging off me as I am cooking and I'm still able to follow the recipes and make meals that are exactly as advertised. If you want to experience HelloFresh too, don't hesitate. Go to HelloFresh.com slash free. And use code FILMSCHOOLFREE for free breakfast for life. You did not mishear me. One breakfast item per box while subscription is active. Again, go to HelloFresh.com slash FILMSCHOOLFREE and use code FILMSCHOOLFREE for free breakfast for life. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Thank you to everybody tuning in for this. We'll hopefully get to as many comments and as many super chats as possible. But first, we have to take a quick break to tell you about our sponsors for today. And we start with AG1. So shout out to the fine folks at Athletic Greens. Um, they are your daily supply of vitamins and nutrients. Uh, helps with your gut health, helps with your diet. Uh, really improves your stamina throughout the day as well. If you would like to try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase, go to drinkag1.com slash filmschool. That's drinkag1.com slash filmschool. Um, my, my drinking game answer for today is going to be Anytime someone brings up the defense, because that I think is the most important thing. Anytime someone brings up the defense, we will shout out AG1. The fact that this defense is just falling off a cliff. So again, shout out AG1, drinkag1.com slash film school. Get a free one year supply of vitamin D3K2 or five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. And then, of course, we also need to shout out the fine folks over at Prize Picks because. We made some betting and sweating picks before the game. Now, first of all, shout out to Prize Picks. If you go to prizepicks.com slash KFS and use code KFS, you get a first deposit match up to $100. That's bet 100. They'll give you an extra 100 to play with. Um, that's prizepicks.com, promo code KFS. Um, daily fantasy sports made easy. Shout out to the fine folks over at Prize Picks. And then this is our betting and sweating picks for today. So, James Harden, 17 and a half points. Sean took the over. Now, I believe Sean thought that um, Paul George was not going to play today. And James Harden's also coming off a 28-point performance. This is this Clipper team that it is a very reasonable thing to think James Harden can get 18 points. And instead, 
He only had to take six field goals and his six field goal attempts and his team still scored 140 points, uh, 144 points to be exact. So that's how much on a roll this team is. Um, I, as I mentioned, took an under for Julius Randle, 37 points, rebounds and assists, 37 and a half. I took the under Julius Randle finished with 22, four and three. Some quick math gives me 26, 29. So he finished with 29 points, rebounds and assists. Uh, so that under hit. XJ took a combo of Jalen Brunson and James Harden over 14 assists. And he was, I was sweating that out for him in that fourth quarter. Uh, James Harden uh, finished with 12 by himself and then Jalen Brunson with six assists. So that combo hits. And then, of course, Mensa takes RJ Barrett over 17 and a half points by the skin of his teeth. RJ Barrett, 18 points for the night. So the betting and sweating crew. Goes uh three and one tonight. Hopefully we get that four and zero eventually. Three and one for the second straight night. I just missed it last night with Julius Randle needing one more rebound or assist, and instead he hits the the uh, uh under again. So maybe the new pattern for me would be taking Julius Randle's under Julius Randle unders again. Go to prizepickscom KFS and use code KFS for. Uh, a first deposit match up to $100. Daily fantasy sports made easy. Shout out to the fine folks over at Prize Picks. Okay, we'll see how long this one goes. I'm curious where all of you want to go with your comments tonight. I'll be on as long as you'd like to. Let's see how many super chats we get to. Um, but we're at uh, uh, on the West Coast, and it's currently 1.22 in the morning. So we'll see. We'll see what happens, what you guys want to talk about. Let's get into it. Busy, you start us off. Forget about this game, GMAC. Deal. How about that? I've already forgotten about it, Busy. Right there with you. How are you reading rap lyrics? Is it as funny as John? That's a question. Um, No, I don't think it's as funny as John. Partially because um, my... uh, How do I put this delicately? Um... There are two Americas and my parents come from both of them. So I have an ability to, uh, whether it be fake or not, uh, I have an ability to relate very easily to both Americas because I grew up around both. See, now that's sounding like John didn't or John can't. It's just very funny to watch John read rap lyrics. I don't think it's very funny to watch me read rap lyrics. Um, I've I grew up listening to hip hop. I've since like kind of stopped listening to music. Shout out to podcasts; they've just kind of taken over my listening habits. Um, yeah, I, I think I put way too much serious thought into this question. Busy. If you want to throw some rap lyrics in, I'll read them. But it's nowhere near as funny as John trying to say "bumbleclot" or read "NBA Young Boy" at three in the morning. So. Uh, thank you, Busy, as always, for starting us off. Robert Cross, the legend of GMAC. Four games in five nights. Officiating was trash. Han drooling on the Clippers. Otherwise, it Han drooling on the Clippers. Otherwise, it sucked. Hashtag 53 wins. I didn't even mention the officials. I thought they were they were pretty bad tonight. Now, I thought some of their badness benefited the Knicks. Um, the, the Knicks were able to take 26 free throws tonight. They had 18 in the first half. The, that first half when they had the teams combined for, I believe it was 48 free throws. 
uh, and they were on pace for 96. I was very worried that if the Knicks made this a close game and it was going to be a free throw match, we were looking at 100 free throws for these teams and that we were going to start this post game maybe an hour from now. Um, yeah, I thought the officiating was bad. I look, you could get on Allen Hahn for Julian on the Clippers. I think they're a really outstanding team. So that may be frustrating, but maybe I was drooling on them a little bit. And to your comment about four games and five nights, uh, it's going to be even worse when they play um, the Lakers and it's five games and seven nights. And then it's the Nets and it's uh, six games and nine, six games and 10 nights. Uh, they finally get two nights off and then they get to play Milwaukee. Uh, twice in three days, uh, and in the span of like, like they'll play Milwaukee at noon, and then Milwaukee two days later at noon, and then they get a break, one day break, and they go to OKC. But don't worry, then two days later they start back to back against Orlando and Indiana. This schedule is so ridiculous, guys. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't wait for January when the things start to lighten up. I, I, it's why I think John has been preaching like. Keep your head above water. Be 500 when you get to that stretch. Things will start to lighten up. It's not like the Sixers. Can I just read the Sixers schedule real quick? I, I I was I don't get mad often. That's just like a skill of mine. I don't really get that upset about or really about anything to be honest. Or like or stuff like sports. But like oh, I was pretty mad about the Jets for a lot this year. But that's a whole different podcast. Can I just read the Clipper? The, excuse me, the Sixers schedule lately. So let's go back to December 6th. So they, they had a... Oh, oh, hold on. I got to go back even further. So Wednesday, Friday, December 1st, their last game before the tournament, right? Before the, every, all these other teams went to the tournament. They lost to the Celtics by six. They had five days off. Then they played Washington. Then they had a night off. And they played Atlanta. Then they had three days off. And they played Washington again. And they had two days off and they played Detroit and they had another day off and then they played Detroit again <laughs> and then they had a day off. Oh no, excuse me. They played again the next night, which is today. And they played Charlotte. They've been playing ass teams after ass team. And we're stuck playing the Bucks and the Celtics at extra game. The Knicks don't play a team that's under 500 for the rest of 2023. And every Sixer game is team competing for the 2024 first round, first overall pick. The, the Detroit Pistons have lost 24 games in a row, and two of their last three losses have been the uh, Philadelphia 76ers. The Washington Wizards are 4-21, and 21, and two of those recent losses are against the Philadelphia 76ers. Why couldn't we have that schedule? That's all I'm saying. Knicks got rewarded for going to the tournament by having to play the Bucks and the Celtics an extra game on the road. And the Sixers got the consolation prize because they missed the tournament of getting to play Washington again and Atlanta, a free-falling, soon-to-be nine-seed again. Ridiculous. Thank you, Robert. Ryan Shepard. I'm even more concerned with the defense. Shout out AG1. Hold on a second. When every team lights you up like it's an all-star game, that's not going to be sustainable. It's the number one concern I have, Ryan. I completely agree with you. It's the most frustrating part about these games, I can understand Kawhi Leonard going off. I can understand, you know, the defense taking a step back and it not being top three anymore. But coming into this game, it was down to 13th. So I'll do a quick check to see if the advanced stats are updated. But their identity is supposed to be 
like a top five defense. I mean, last year was weird, this top five offense that we saw, but it was rooted in the in the, the possession battle they were winning because of Mitch, because of their offensive rebounding. This year, they really don't have that, or at least this recent stretch, they don't have that. And, you know, um, yeah, it's just trending in the wrong direction. I'm staring at it now. They're down to 16th in defense now. They're below the Sacramento Kings and the Golden State Warriors for defense on the season. Now, I will say they're still top eight in offense. The net rating is still top 10. They're number 10. But their their defense has absolutely fallen off a cliff. And look, I, I, I maintain the Taj for Sims switch is coming. I don't think it's going to turn them back into a top five defense, though. I think the bigger fear I have is that my bigger fear is that um, I mean, it's not even a fear. It's just more just a, a curiosity is the move that this team's going to make because I don't think they're going to be okay with this whole thing free falling on the defensive end and it costing them wins and them losing these games where they're giving up 140 points. Um, I, I guarantee Tibbs is not going to be okay with it. Because the guy's up for a contract extension and he would like to have the best resume possible to submit a contract uh, offer to the Knicks. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm right there, there with you, Ryan. This is, this is absolutely the, the thing I'm most concerned about. Thank you for the contribution. Anthony Sixto at tonight's game. Oh, Anthony, all these years that you... Be- <coughs> Excuse me. Whoa. I will blame that. On the refs, um, Anthony Sixto. I didn't know that you were a West Coaster, or at least maybe you're not a West Coaster. You just went to the game in LA, but you were at tonight's game. Uh, Clips fans cheered louder for free T-shirts than their team. <laughs> the officiating zapped the energy out of the building. Yeah, um, I, I. It's funny. I, I I've gotten to know the Clips and Dip guys a bunch, and I think they do a great podcast. And because, because I hear their passion for the team and I hear their, their very well done analysis of, of the Clippers. And I really do feel like I get a sense of the temperature of the Clipper fan base. I never know how big that fan base is though. Like that it's clearly not as big as the Knicks. I felt a kindred spirit as a Mets fan that, um, is clearly the little brother of your city, but they're, I, I, it, it sounds as if there's a, a, enough of a following, but yet I also remember Kawhi getting booed at Dodger Stadium, you know? So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm not surprised that the, the, uh, the t-shirts got a bigger ovation than the, than the actual team. I will say the, uh, might actually be onto something with the zebras uh, taking the, the fans out the game because they can do that sometimes. Thank you, Anthony. Busy with another one. Who do you want the Knicks to go after, Donovan Mitchell or Laurie Markkinen? My guess is based on Scott Perry's comments about moving RJ to the two. It's Laurie Markkinen. We are trying to feel the worst defensive starting five. <laughs> Busy. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it got me good. I'm gonna take a sip of AG1. Shout out AG1 because that was really funny. So here's what I'll say. I don't think it's Laurie marketing. I think the secret's out with Laurie that he is a four. Shout out to XJ who's done a lot of 
a lot of research and a lot of um, resume building. Like we did our our <laughs> our twenty five to twenty nine draft over the summer, and we laughed at him when he took Laurie Markin in fifth overall. And while I maintain that it was more about you took him over Devin Booker and Shea Gilgis Alexander, who are MVP candidates in my book. What Laurie Markkinen brings you is the ability to be impactful towards winning and elite shooting specifically without needing as much usage as a Julius Randle. He can play off ball. He can play um, with a, a center in the dunker spot. You can get spacing out of your four and it'd be a luxury. It's it's almost like a a, a 90th percentile Carl Anthony Towns. Cat, I think, has more creation than um, Laurie Marketing can. I think they're they're both about equally on defense, although apparently Cat's been good on defense this year. Um, I can't see them going after Laurie because I think it would be him or Julius, and I think this franchise values Julius Randle in ways that the league and probably this fan base does not. So um, I did think about... Busy, I got to be honest. I think it was more about um, OG and Anobi, potentially coming in to play the three then uh, RJ moving to the two. But um, yeah, I, uh, I, I think who would I, who do I want them to go after if it's one or the other lawyer would probably cost less. Well, no Lori wouldn't cost less because it's, it's Danny Ainge. They're both going to cost a bundle. So I think the ceiling is higher with Donovan Mitchell. Um, He's also a Mets fan, so I'm personally more of a fan of his. But I recognize the limitations that come with the uh, Donovan Mitchell and Jalen Brunson backcourt. So I think it would have to be that if you're getting Donovan Mitchell, you have to then go get OG Ananobi. And I don't know if they can do both. So um, the answer might be neither, to be honest, Busy. Um, But if I had to pick one, I'd pick Mitchell. Thank you for the question. And then Robert Cross. Last one. Now Peter Piper picked peppers, but run wrapped rhymes. Humpty Humpty fell down. <laughs> That's his hard time, Jack B. Nimble white, nimble, and he was quick. I'm assuming this is rap lyrics, Robert, that I'm not familiar with. So maybe it did come off as funny as John would potentially read this. This may also be from a time that I'm not familiar with as well. Um... But thank you, Robert, as always. Uh, oh, this is Run DMC. Okay. Oh, Peter Piker Pit Peppers. Okay, my bad. I'm I'm caught up, Robert. I had to hear the song and, and actually see, I'm not good at reading the lyrics. I'm actually better at actually hearing it. Uh, like uh, you, 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 you threw a fastball past me, Robert. Run DMC's a little before my time, even though I obviously know who they they are. Um, but thank you. Robert Cross. Uh, and that'll do it for tonight's post-game show. Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Um, I'm sorry the Knicks couldn't give us a more exciting game to check out or a game to react to. Uh, shout out to the, the KFS crew, though. We've been putting in some some late nights and some really hard work uh, during this West Coast trip. We got one more game to stay up late for on Monday night. So hopefully it's an exciting game to react to against the Lakers. Um, John and Jeremy will be back at their normal time um, with a Monday morning episode. I think the Lori Markinen and the Donovan Mitchell report will come back, uh, uh, will come up throughout that episode. In fact, I know it because I've already written the rundown. 
so check out that on Monday morning. I will also have a pregame pod on Monday morning with Trevor Lane of Lakers Nation, also the front office show for those of you who are fans of that show. So uh, we got content coming out on Monday. And then I believe, I believe that KFS Study Hall is coming back to Twitter Spaces. I'm not calling it X. Twitter Spaces on Sunday before football. So I have no idea if that's 11 a.m. or 11.30. I believe it's 11.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. But before football on Sunday, join Sean and Mensa and maybe Chris for KFS Study Hall. Okay? So tune in for that. And of course, Robert Cross. One more. Legend of GMAC. I am a grumpy old man. Hashtag 53 wins. Is that also a rap lyric? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a grumpy old man. I'm a grumpy old man. Or maybe that's just you being a grumpy old man. I'm getting up there, Robert. I'm, I'm closer to 40 than I am to 30 at this point in my life. So I'm on my way there. I can't, I'm not grumpy though. That's what I want. Again, it's like the one skill I have is to not be grumpy. You know, like I'm, I, I was doing Christmas shopping in the fourth quarter on my phone, not like commiserating over this, this basketball game, which reminds me that, that maybe this is a reminder to all of you get your Christmas shopping done uh, eight days till Christmas. So um, anyway, thank you everybody for tuning in. If you dig the show, head over to iTunes, drop a five-star rating and a review. We greatly appreciate it. If you're watching this video, please give a like, a subscribe. really helps the channel. We'll be back with another edition of the KFS Post Game Show on Monday after the Lakers with me and Sean with a W staying up late with you. But until then, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. We will see you next time. Peace. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style. All for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.